One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding Playoff Edition here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. He's Mo DeKeel. Brian Smith is producing the show. Philadelphia 76ers could probably use a better producer because their offense didn't work and the Miami Heats did. They win 120 to 85. They're heading back to Philadelphia to try to close it out on the road where they will face either Milwaukee or Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, which feels... Like I'm setting that Eastern Conference Finals matchup up because it seems like the Heat are just so much better after this game. I mean, the Heat were awesome. First off, they got the same game almost from Jimmy Butler from Game 5 they got in Game 6. And this time they hit their shots. Max Drews goes 4-10 from 3. He's knocking down some threes. Jimmy Butler continued to hit threes. P.J. Tucker got two threes in the corner that he knocked down. You know, you're getting shots going. Big difference, Jared. Your offense it is going to look better for Miami, right? 100%. It's going to help altogether. And then on the other side for Philadelphia, it was just a bad game for everybody. James Harden, turns out, could not recreate the magic that he had in game four. He only finished with 14 points. Tyrese Maxey goes 2 of 10. You have Tobias Harris, 5 of 14. Across the board, they just struggled in every aspect of this game. And they flat out just got their asses kicked. Okay, before we get into the ass kickery, I guess let's start with Jimmy. He just seemed great getting into the paint, getting two feet in the paint, whether he would just kind of bounce out of it, kick it to swing it to the second side, and they would attack from there, whether he was getting all the way to the rack. It just seemed like he was in full control. In full control is a perfect way of putting it. You know, 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Like, he just did everything for this team. And, you know, we knew Kyle Lowry was going to be out in this game going into it. He just kind of said, like, I'm going to step up. This is me being... Jimmy, I'm going to really keep everything going and keep it tight. And from the beginning, like his mindset was very aggressive and it got rolling for the the heat from there. And they just played off of that energy. By the way, so no Kyle Lowry in this game. Does it matter who's actually on the roster for the heat? Yeah, no, it matters. And it matters that they play these guys. You know, I, I think big thing there is Gabe Vincent was really good as well for the for the Miami Heat. You know, five of seven from the field. He got 28 minutes, put up 15 points. Like, he was solid. And I think he plays an important role. Oladipo, not bad off the bench. 13 points, five of 10. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the hardest thing is going to be replicating what Kyle Lowry does. And that's going to be something that they're going to miss maybe in other series if if he's going to be out for an extended period. But for the most part, against this Sixers team that's really struggling right now and, and really kind of just outmanned, they should be just fine. So Tobias Harris, I guess, I don't know why we have to start with him, but let's start with him just because he was like that nice X factor that was elevating them because, you know, Harden was great, but, you know, it's Harden. Joel, he had that he had that good game coming back, but they needed that extra little spice there, and that's what Tobias Harris was giving them. So why did that fall off a little bit, as well as Tyrese Maxey? The honest truth is this is what Tobias does. He disappears at some point. You know, and it's, it's, it, 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 unfortunately it's what happened in this instance. He's been really good throughout most of the playoffs. And, and I think just kind of due for a, a blah kind of game. I think again, defensively, nobody was sharp for the Sixers. Like, I don't think you could pin this game on one person for Philly. They all were bad. And at every point, everybody you could point to just nobody, you know, up and down the roster provided any sort of atmosphere for a playoff battle. 
Okay, now we turn to the Joel Embiid rant section of the show. Take it away. Yeah, so like a lot of people are criticizing Joel Embiid. You know, he had a he was a minus twenty nine points in this game, the 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 worst in his postseason career and things like that. I think we just need to remind people he has a broken face. He has a bone broken in his face and he's trying to play through it. Okay. I just like let's just reiterate that again. He's wearing a mask, which by the way looks kind of cool with all the 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 gray That's and everything badass. like that. He's wearing a mask because he has a bone broken in his face. Jared, I don't know about you, but if I had a bone broken in my face, I'm probably not even doing a podcast, let alone trying to play basketball. Oh, if I even have a frowny face, I might not even show up at the Daily Ding. So good on Joel for fighting through it. It is it is honestly remarkable that he's continuing to play when it just happens. It just happens. That's not the only thing he's dealing with, right? He has a torn thumb ligament as well. I mean, I think we've kind of just forgetting about this this kind of stuff and everybody's looking and going like oh he was distracted because the the word came out about the MVP going to uh, Nikola Jokic and I'm just like okay that's not it to me it's the fact his face is broken if anything the MVP word would just make him want to dominate more what Joel Embiid what do people think Joel Embiid's like sitting around the house all sad that he didn't win MVP no he's probably pissed off and wants to go kick ass yeah and you know he also took a shot to the face in this game you know, like, yes, yeah, that would that would make me not kind of want to uh, play much harder after that. And it wasn't and it was a very innocent play. Deadman hits the ball and the ball literally, I'm guessing, hit and beat square where he got hit in the face where that bone is broken. Jared, broken face, broken face. Our second game of the evening, the Phoenix Suns, they beat the Dallas Mavericks 110-80, another blowout by the one seed over the four seed at home to set up an elimination game. At least in this one, the Mavericks were in the lead for most of the first half, and then they just Phoenix just bust that thing wide open in the third quarter with Devin Booker going off. I mean, they went on a 17-0 run. It was 51-50, and then in a blink of an eye, it just exploded. And the way the, the, the Suns got going, they were getting defensive stop after defensive stop. There were possessions, Jared, where the Mavs weren't even getting the ball inside the three-point arc and had to take a bad shot or turnovers, and the Suns continued to run off of all of that. Devin Booker was phenomenal in that stretch. I think they Overall, I think besides the early start where it looked kind of shaky for the Suns, this was probably one of their, their, their better performances in a while. At least certainly after what we saw in Dallas. You got to feel pretty excited about it. But they just exploded and they were so damn fast. And on top of it, Aiton, who I criticize a ton, actually played with a lot of power and a lot of force in this game. I was I was pretty impressed with him for the most part. You know, fighting for offensive rebounds and battling in the paint and finally using his size against the Mavs small ball lineup. Phoenix was built to take on those small ball lineups, I would say, uh, while still maintaining size. And that was huge for Aiton being able to score at the rim. He went nine for 13. Book, 28 points. I mean, he was the star of the show. Chris Paul, last game, had only five points, that weird foul out game. He improved his point total by a whole bucket. He only had seven points. He had 10 dimes. And yet they still dominated this game. I think one thing you got to look at from the Mavs perspective, they couldn't make a shot. They won eight from 32 from three. I think this is the lowest three-point total they had in the series. I think the the Suns made a point of we're going to take that away from you guys, and you're going to get threes. They're going to be tough looks, and and their defense was was really good after. It started out slow in the first quarter, and then it just got going here. Really a strong performance here from the uh, 
Phoenix Suns. Dallas Mavericks had single-digit assists. I don't remember the last time I saw that. Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka Doncic, and Jalen Brunson all tied for the team lead in assists with two. When have you ever seen a game where the team high is two assists? Yeah, and it, to be honest, that's a nightmare for Dallas in the sense of Luka took 23 shots, which is about normal, but he's got to also find a way to make the make reads. And on top of that, those guys got to hit shots, right? Eight of 32 from three. I'm going to keep harping on that number, but they also shot terribly from the field, only 38% from the field, 27 of 71. You're in a real difficult situation, and then 16 turnovers. It's a disaster right there all. On, on every level for them. And then it just makes it harder for them to have to play defense after that. Okay, so how do we see these two series playing out at this point? The thing is, with, with this Dallas Sun series to start out with that one, every game's been a blowout, it feels like, right? Or like the other teams dominated the other at home. So now that it's going back to Dallas, Jared, I'm just going to say it. I think we're going to seven in Phoenix, Dallas. Wow. Okay, okay. I, th- I think that's what's going to happen there. I think the... Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76er series. I think Miami's going to win this one and finish this one in six. I think just too many b- injuries from Embiid. I think and on top of that, not a lot of depth across the board for the uh, the Sixers. I think this one gets wrapped up here pretty soon. All right. Uh, we're pretty close to wrapping this up, but I guess the one other big thing we have to talk about that's playoff related is the bad news that John Morant is doubtful for the rest of the playoffs with that bone bruise. I don't know how he got it. I highly doubt that the bone bruise came from Jordan Poole yanking on his knee like a physical therapist, but whatever it is, it is obviously devastating to see that happening. Do you have anything interesting to say? Because I don't even know what to ask at this point. No, I mean, uh, clearly I, I I don't think the injury happened off the, the J- Jordan Poole kind of pulling on the knee sort of scenario. So tough break here for Memphis, but they hung tough in game four. Uh, in game four. Let's see what they can do in game five. Hopefully, we'll get more Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors to talk about. We'll certainly have more Mo Tequila and Jared Weiss in your ears throughout the playoff run. Brian Smith, he produces the show. This is the Athletic NBA Show Daily Ding. Obviously, on The Athletic, you can find this wherever podcasts are sold. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding. Ding.